welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I couldn't be better because you know what week it is? It's Whitney Week. (laughs) We have got Whitney Week on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, obviously we've got, we're going to talk a little Aaron judge and some, uh, some major league baseball with, you know, there's been some, some new upcomings with Kevin Durant and the nets, uh, trying to stand his ground and, and, um, and then we have Whitney Houston, the, the, the Mount Rushmore of Whitney Houston songs. Mm-hmm. We have Whitney Cummings jokes as the comedy segment that we're doing at the very end of the show. So this becomes Whitney Week. So before we start talking about Whitney Week, let's start with the very first part of every podcast, the Reese's pod, the Reese's segment. So Adam got to the house today and we were talking about all the different Reese's stuff that still could be out there. And he asked me, he said, hey, are we doing, can we do things that are like, you know, like, like, uh, like where Reese's teamed up with something else? So I had to immediately say yes. Sure. We have to because the very first thing he said is I saw some cupcakes. Yes, with that's Reese's exactly on what it. I, I know about. it is. I know it is. Yeah. I knew it was. So wow. I, I assume so Mr. Freshley's <laughs> Mrs. Oh, right? sorry, Mrs. Yeah. Freshley's uh makes a little cupcake, kind of like the hostess cupcake with the icing on top and the and uh the 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 good stuff in the middle, yeah, cream the in wife. the middle. The wife version. The wife version, yeah. Not Mr. This is Miss. Yeah. Mrs. messes with the Reese's. That's why we're hooking, hooking up with her. And you know what we should do? We should just assume her Mrs. Freshly's first name is Whitney. Uh, Whitney Freshly. Whitney Freshly. So Whitney Freshly uh, teamed up with Reese's. This is the Reese's peanut butter flavored cupcakes from <laughs> Mrs. Freshly's. This is chocolate cupcakes with peanut butter flavored icing and filling made with Reese's peanut butter. I saw these at the gas station like two weeks ago, and this is the exact thing I was talking about. I know when you said that, that's why immediately when you walked in and you started talking about that, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can definitely do those. We got to do those too. You have a great poker face because you did not make it look like you, like (laughs) I was talking about the very thing here. I always wanted to be an actor. (laughs) Hey, you'd be a good one. Oh my goodness gracious. Numero uno is, is being taken a bite of. So, uh, So since this is Whitney week, the first thing I'm going to do is get your reaction to the first bite. And then I want to know, while you're chewing on this, I I want you to think of two things. Number one, okay, you're done. First, first thought. Mm, That's a great thought. Second thought, have you, is there any other famous Whitney's outside of Whitney Houston and Whitney Cummings? You know, I was trying to think of more Whitney's. It seemed like it'd be easy. It's not like a super uncommon name, but the only person I could think of, the only other Whitney I could think of is uh, American inventor Eli Whitney. <laughs> so not even a Whitney, right? <laughs> That's Whitney. The, uh, the inventor of the cotton gin. Can I yeah. ask you a question, Adam? Sure. What does a cotton gin do? It, uh, uh, it, it, it was one of the key inventions of the industrial revolution mm-hmm. uh, that shaped the economy of the uh, antebellum south. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not positive, but I think it made it 
um, easier to pick cotton. I feel like that's like taking a, jobs out of their they hands. They weren't jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they were not jobs because they were getting paid. But um, I mean, eventually they got freed. Yeah. And then they became paying jobs, albeit low paying jobs. Yeah. Um, you know what? Man, Let me do this. I wonder if that was done in the uh wonder if that was done in good heart. Machine that quickly and easily separates cotton fibers from their seeds, mm. enabling much greater productivity than manual cotton separation. Mm. So yeah, it, it was just it was a machine that made it uh more um efficient. There's nothing better than efficiency. I love efficiency. Uh, Eli Whitney, though, you know, born in in 1765, uh, sadly, holy cow, sadly passed in 1825. 1765. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Passed at age 59. That was old back then. Yeah, it was. He was an old man. Went to Yale College. That's pretty good. Oh, there you go engineer he was an engineer of course how he, long of course he created yeah how long how long has yale been around oh my gosh since 1493 after columbus founded in 1701 yale was founded in 1701 oh boy was part of uh he was the class of set of 92 so he was in the very first 100 years 92. of the school yale it has since uh i don't know times seven since then times a six anyway so so eli whitney this is this is tough to even get past this eli whitney whitney week is getting awkward <laughs> yeah <laughs> we weren't really prepared with the eli whitney stuff no that was my fault but no neither was i because i said i was going to read about him too and i didn't also um nothing else matters when i'm eating this cupcake so all right so are you past the for you're not done with the first one yet like usual I'm usually done with both by the time Adam's done with one. Well done. Well done. Uh, so let's go. It's time. Rate this bad boy. One to ten, right? Uh-huh. This is a uh this is a 9.9 .9 for me. Whoa! Holy cow! Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Whitney Freshly. Thank you, Reese's. Man, that's big time. That's big time. If I, you know what I used to do with the old hostess ones was try to pull the, the, the icing off the top. I don't even want to with this. Because if you, first of all, whatever the, whatever the fake peanut butter, it could be uh, butt juice or it could be anything in there. Whatever that is, I'd eat it by the spoonful out of a tub. But that <sighs> top, that top with the icing mm -hmm. and the sprinkles right there, if, if I bought, I would buy a hundred packs of those, peel all those off get all of that into mm -hmm. a ball and just stuff my mm. disgusting face. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to go that high. Okay. Because the outrageous bar, I feel like is still better than this. Okay. But I'll go nine, eight. Cause this thing is stinking delicious. <laughs> I'm not going to go that high. <laughs> You're a little crazy on the nine, nine. <laughs> I'm going to go nine, eight only. Why well, went 10 or maybe I went nine, nine for the, for the uh, outrageous bar. Cause that's my favorite thing to get. Yeah. I had two of them in the past two days. So do both. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I do both? <laughs> You're funny. I always have them both done by the time you get your first. All right. <laughs> so 
There we go. Now that you're done eating all your butt juice. I gotta watch my language lately. Boy, I'm just embarrassed of myself on this podcast. <laughs> Golly. Butt juice this week, last week was pubic vomit. <laughs> what could come out next week? I was just making a point that I don't know what this <laughs> what this faux peanut butter is in the middle here, but it's delightful. So the cream filling on the inside of this Reese's cupcake made by Whitney uh, Freshly, Mrs. Freshly, it says that the filling is made with real Reese's peanut butter. Now, so, it's made with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's not that it is. Thank you. It's made with. Yeah. So it's often obviously been softened quite a bit to become almost like a cream filling. Think of this if you're listening to this on the podcast. It's like a hostess cupcake with a little circly white thing across the top. Mm-hmm. The, it's, it's like that. And the, the filling inside is peanut butter. And the top icing is like a peanut butter icing with little um, orange and black and yellow sprinkles. Delicious. I'm, I am high on this right now. I love it. Me too. I'm. I think it's. I think it's delicious. I'm intoxicated. Mm. That's one way to start Whitney Week off, right there, brother. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, we looked this up last night. I want somebody to put in the comment section. Is there another famous Whitney? I feel like Whitney can be a man's name. I feel like there's a famous man whose first name is Whitney. I mean, we didn't find him. We tried. Yeah. We looked up on Google. I didn't know any of the Whitney's that popped up right away off Google. First two Whitney's when you type in Whitney, Whitney Houston, Whitney Cummings. Didn't know any of the others. I'll tell you what. If there isn't a man named Whitney, if I ever have a son, I'm such a Whitney Houston fan that I could name him my son Whitney. Absolutely. Whitney Houston's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, she may be the greatest singer of our era, female singer of our era. I, I'll, I'll, I will increase that to the greatest voice I've ever heard. Is she? She's the original diva, right? Like she was a diva before Mariah Carey was a diva. I guess it depends on what that means. No, and know, when I say diva, I don't mean like what it's come to be now. I mean, back in the day, like if you were a diva, you were an amazing singing sensation that may or may not walk around with a little strut. Let me ask you, is Madonna a diva? No, no. no. Madonna's like a pop star. Oh, She's not like a singer. Like, like when I think of diva, I'm thinking of saying that. I'm thinking of, of, of Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Christina Aguilera. Uh, I mean, you could put Britney Spears, Britney Spears been in there, but I see her more like Madonna's pop, but, oh. but like Christina Aguilera, when she like, when it was time to go, she could she she belt, belt them out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree like with dirty. Want to get a little bit dirty. And then she goes, I don't really like, I don't really, I don't really <laughs> like her, her in that when she did that. But, um, is it you don't like the video because it, because you were jealous of Method Man and Red Man? No. Or was it Red Man? It was Red Man. Sometimes she tries to over, she has a nice voice. She has a great voice. Oh, but when they get a little too, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and she got oh, way over. Yeah. yeah, I way over that. But that, you know, when you're a diva, you can do that. Yeah, I guess that was, that's what makes you one. Yeah, I, then maybe, maybe so. Uh, I don't know if, you know, maybe like a, 
is like a Tina Turner or oh, yeah, uh, or, yeah, yeah. I put Tina Turner in there. So Absolutely, one of the first. Uh, yeah, but Whitney's certainly an early diva for sure. If 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 that's what, uh, yeah, whatever the definition of a diva is. Uh, I think so. You're a little nervous to call her a diva. I feel like I, you're a little nervous to put her to stake claim yeah. on the word I, diva. Uh, I think I think of diva as with a negative connotation, and I can't put that on Whitney. But I also don't disagree with you. I got you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel you. Um, all right. Amazing voice. Whitney Week has been kicked off. Reese's is off the bat. So I want to tell you. I do want to tell a story real quick. Please do. I don't listen to podcasts. Okay. We all know this. We've talked about it on the on this before. <laughs> However, I was so excited. I had multiple listen. We've had multiple people talk about last week's podcast. Yeah, uh, really funny. It was a lot of fun. I went back and listened to it, and I laughed hard. Like it just first, like it was the first time I heard it. It was good. I also realized the same thing. I realized every time we've I've listened to this podcast. I talk over you, and I did to start this. I talked over you to start this, this rant that I'm on. I talk over you so much it's not even funny. I, I you start talking, and I immediately jump over top. I don't. Even, it happens constantly. I don't even <laughs> notice it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't notice it at all, and I, I feel like I do the same thing. You, never, so, you can't jump over top of me. I, I won't let it happen. If you don't want it to happen, I agree you. You don't have to let it happen, but uh, but I do feel like I do that all the time. Uh, the only reason I didn't do it there while you were saying that was because of the sub you were actually talking about doing that. So I was <laughs> I was aware of it. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was last week was fun. We talked about eggs, unfortunately, and chickens, and um, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was that was good. That go, was good. Go back and check that one out if you haven't. I actually uh, tweeted. That was the first tweet I've sent out in you tweet ages. Yeah, did I, I miss did, that? I, you know, I forgot how to tweet, so I didn't add you to it. I just, oh, geez. I just tweeted out funniest. I mean, people probably. I don't even know if I people anybody follows me. So if I don't attach somebody, I forgot how to do it. It's been almost a year probably since I tweeted something. Mm-hmm. I threw it on the old FaceTube as well. I did see that. Yep, I put it on the old FaceTube because that one I attached to your name. I think because yeah. I remembered after I tweeted, I was like, oh, I forgot to. Got to put Adam Schmidt on there. Hey, that's great though that you that you got got involved in the yeah in the face tube and the um the, the tweet box tweet box yeah and uh, <clears throat> what's the other one? Sick witted on the tweet box. Follow yeah. me. I'm a great follow. Snap, he's a great follow. The snap. What's the snap one? Chat snap. Chat snap. Chat snap. Yep, all of them. That's yep. good. <laughs> Insta Insta snap. Insta snap. That that's too? what I do. Yeah, I don't. I. I yeah, that one's a tough one. <laughs> the gram insta doesn't make any sense. So insta snap. I'll say insta snap and then chat snap. Yeah. You got to make sure you get all of the social media taken care of. Yeah, all of them. What's the TikTok one? What do you call that? Talk tick. That's easy. Talk tick. Okay. Tickety tick. <laughs> all right. On that dancing. On that dancing app. Yeah. Gotta get it's on that dancing, dancing app. app. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst part about it, but there's a lot of funny stuff. Really? I thought that's all the people did. Like, I'm on TikTok all over the place on my niece's TikToks. Mm. I do. I'm, I bet I, I bet I'm in at least 10 different dancers, dance things that oh, I've yeah. learned over the years. We do a little choreography. I assume it's stuff that everybody, it's the ones everybody does. And then she kind of teaches me what to do and I get in there and do it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be a star someday. You're a good sport. You're a good uncle for that. Um, I won't dance in front of people 
for any for anything yeah uh so the the girls that i coach last year would stay after practice sometimes and they were supposed to be shooting or whatever and then they would shoot for two minutes and then go over and get on their phones and start doing tiktok stories tiktoks or whatever yeah and uh, tried to get myself and the gentleman i uh and i coach with to to join in some tiktok stuff and we're, we're both like no we're not doing that. i would totally do that so i love it i love doing i know it. if i was a good coach i would do it but i love doing the text that that's uh as soon as i get over whenever i see them like within the first 15 minutes of being around they're like hey hey you want to do this tiktok with me look it's really easy you just go like this you want to do this with me i'm like yeah let's do it <laughs> i'm uh <clears throat> too embarrassed about everything and um i don't i don't um, uh, what'd you say before this, uh, second guess myself or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. You never, accurate. Adam never second guesses himself <clears throat> on anything. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That sounds good. Let's, uh, let's get the sports part talking about on this podcast here. That's not bad. I mean, 17 minutes in, usually it's at least 25, 30 minutes oh, before we, get- we start talking about <laughs> sports at all. So we had a conversation. Aaron judge seems like he's walking away with the MVP yeah. this year. Um, the AL MVP, I should say. Yeah. That being said, we talked about how is there is is it possible for anyone else to win the MVP outside of Shohei Atani because of what he does for his team, being a Cy Young esque pitcher and one of the best power hitters in the game at the same time. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I have, you know. I was thinking about that the other day because, yeah, Judge's numbers are crazy. He's over, he's 100 runs, he's over 100 RBIs right now. Wow. And it's August. Um, he's, I mean, he's gonna, he's got four, what does he have? Third, uh, he has, he has hit 48 home runs, 48 bombs. We're, we still have a week left in August. Yep. Oh my God. So, you know, he's slugging over a thousand and all that good stuff. And, and Shohei Otani's offensive numbers aren't quite, aren't quite there but his offensive numbers are good are really good plus and by the way the team and the lineup you hit in is a big deal it makes it oh absolutely who's surrounding you and everything like that yeah Aaron Judge is hitting in a in a very very good lineup Shohei Otani unfortunately the Angels for all the money they spent over the years and tried to put stuff around Mike Trout and everybody uh it's just not good and 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 Trout is just getting back from being hurt again so anyway, Shohei Otani, a little bit, a little bit of a disadvantage if you're comparing the two, but still hitting 265. He has 27, 27 home runs, 72 RBIs. He's, you know, he gets on base at a good clip. Slugging's good, but his those numbers, you kind of can't even think of them as compared to other position players. Those numbers are like the greatest besides Babe Ruth offensive numbers that a pitcher has ever put up because by the way he's one of the best pitchers in baseball yeah he's got a better chance of winning the Cy Young than he does the than he does the you know uh silver slugger or whatever but Mm -hmm. he also doesn't hit a lot there's a lot of games he doesn't hit because it's before or after a start right and he doesn't hit when he starts does he I don't think he does um maybe he does that's oh that's a good question I don't know there's there's like out of the five days in the rotation, there's two of them where he doesn't play, where he doesn't hit. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I would think you should still, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see why it would be a big deal, yeah. but you know how that goes. If anybody could do it, it's he's him, the one. I mean, his he, he's got an ERA under three. He's got 167 strikeouts and 121 innings. His 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 whip is at 1.09. I, I mean, his 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 pitching numbers are fantastic, and then he's a really good hitter. And I I wonder, I wondered more the other day, like should he just be the MVP because he's the most valuable player to any game especially when, when he pitches uh-huh. and if he's hitting at the same time, he's, he's more valuable than any other player because of what he, because of what he gives you on both ends. He's only got six less at bats than Aaron judge. Is that That's right? it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Aaron judge is amazing. I, look, if there, he is, and he's having a great year, but um, I mean, if I'm the angels, I'm getting Otani in every situation I can uh, to hit. So, yeah, like I said, the numbers don't quite line up offensively, but he he still has really good offensive numbers and really really good pitching stats. So it, it's just kind of he's not going to win the MVP or anything because the Angels aren't good. Uh, but honestly, people when we talk about the MVP in any any league, we talk about what does that mean because it means different things for people. Sure, but. Is there anybody more valuable than whether your team's win or losing? I'm going to tell you this. In a normal year, I would say Shohei Otani should be the MVP of the, of the American League every single year, the way he is. But I'm just going through these numbers right now. Dude, Aaron Judge is tied for, uh, tied for ninth in batting average. He's in the top 10 in batting average. He leads the AL in home runs. He leads – he may lead all of baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, he leads all of baseball in home runs, in RBIs, in runs scored, uh, on-base percentage. Uh, no, he's not there. Slugging percentage, he's number one. OPS, on-base plus slugging, number one. I mean, the dude – That's in. those are insane numbers. He is leading in so – and not even close. Like, these people aren't close to anything he's got. Next home run guy. Kyle Schwarber, 14 home runs away from Aaron Judge. Yeah. You ain't catching. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge is crushing, <clears throat> crushing everybody else uh, in everything, pretty much. Um, but uh, speaking of, by the way, I, I don't mean to get off this so quickly, but two things just popped into my head. <clears throat> the St. Louis Cardinals are, uh, you know, we've talked plenty of times on this podcast about, we're in Cincinnati, big Reds fans. We're supposed to hate the Cardinals. Neither one of us hate the Cardinals. In fact, I, I kind of like them. Like, I, I really, really respect them. It's and a respect thing, right? It's, it's a respect, respect thing. I mean, I, I'm not like, going to sit here and say I love the Cardinals. But I, I love but I most love, of the players on their team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Nolan Arenado. That's what I was going to get to. The two leaders in the NL MVP race right now, are the two gentlemen you just mentioned on the same team on, in the same infield yeah. on that team? And by the way, the coolest story right now in baseball is Albert Pujols. Have you seen the last six out of six home runs in his last seven games? He's he, he's leading baseball in slugging, I think, for the last ten games or something like that. Yeah, he's actually he's actually gotten he's hitting he's hit so many home runs in the last couple of weeks that he's getting to where he's at six ninety something now. And they're and he's like realizing like he could possibly get to 700. 
they asked him and he said, no matter what number I land on, um, this is it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not coming back just to try to chase 700. Yeah, right. But he's got a real chance now because of the tear he's been on to get 700 home runs in his very last season. That's unbelievable. Would it be? I mean, would it be the greatest thing ever if in his last at bat of his career he hit his 700th home run? You know, when Albert Pujols was playing, when he came up and started playing, he was a sensation. Yeah, off the bat, right off the bat, absolute sensation when he got called up. Rookie, I don't know if he was rookie of the year because of when he got called up and all that kind of stuff, but he was unbelievable and was the most consistent. Um, he's a he's going to go down as a top five hitter in all of baseball. Like the dude was a pure hitter. He'd hit 315 with 40 bombs and 110 RBIs and, and score 100 runs constantly. Yeah. Those kind of special things like that. Always, those kind of special people always seem to have special things happen to them, right? Like uh, I, Roberto Clemente, the very last at bat Roberto Clemente ever had was his three thousandth hit, yeah. uh, the last day of the season, and he in over the off season he goes to take some supplies over to his home country and helicopter or plane crash or whatever, and he's gone. But three his three thousandth hit was his last at bat. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, I think of like Wade Boggs. I think Derek Jeter did the same thing. Uh, their three thousandth hit was a home run. Mm. Like that's really cool, right? Like and they rode around Yankee Stadium on a horse. Yes, yes. Exactly. Wade Boggs did. Wade Boggs did. Uh, which is so weird to think that he did that. It's really weird. It was in. Ta- he was in Tampa Bay. It was in Tampa Bay. Was it? Yeah, I think he was playing for Tampa Bay when he did it. Huh. Um. Anyway. Uh, that's, it's, it's just cool stuff like that happen to those kind of cool things happen in baseball. Very seldom. It's not a lot. There's not a lot of them, but when they happen, it's like, those are things that you'll never forget. I'll never forget those things. Cal Ripken's last all-star game. Cal Ripken's last all-star game gets a, uh, I told this story before he got a cookie and just, they let him hit it out. Did I ever tell you that story? Mr. Darnell, I'm gonna call his we call that old oh, man yes, out. Mr. Yes, Darnell, yes. after it happened, I think you did. I was talking about we were talking about it in class, and he was starts going, Oh, and that they just let him hit a home run. Yeah, okay. The <laughs> dude's like 42 years old, and he's in an all-star game against uh one of the foreign pitchers. It wasn't Hideki Chano Park. Chano Park. I was gonna say it wasn't wasn't uh Hideki uh no, Hadeo Hade- uh, Nomo. Right. It was it was Chano Park. Yeah, Chano Park just like, you know, it's that easy to throw a pitch in 90 miles an hour and hit it out. It's that simple. But he does. And, you know, those are things that are awesome, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> watching Albert Pujols in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. That was one of the coolest things we've ever seen. He didn't win it, but nobody expected him to make it to the finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kyle Schwarber, who just hit a ball 104, a line drive 104 miles an hour, never got higher than Aristides Aquino's chest and almost hit him in the feet. He hit it so hard to right field. Um, couldn't get enough home runs to beat him, right? Like it's it's just weird, weirdly special things happen to weirdly special guys. Yeah. Albert Pujols is going to go down as one of the most special players to ever play this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
we've had plenty of conversations about Hall of Fame voting on here. If anybody doesn't vote him, it's over now. Since Jeter did it, since since Jeter got the 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 um, uh, what do they call that when you unanimous. run the unanimous? Since he got that first unanimous unanimous vote. That's it, man. That 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 locks it up. It's over. There are people that are going to get it, and there's no like the fact that Ken Griffey Jr. didn't is ridiculous. Yeah. But that was all because somebody's is probably some dude from New York too had some you know like wow we will only no one has ever had a unanimous. Well, you know what? Whatever it is, what it is. He he's unanimous. If you get out of you know the the five hundred people that vote and one person doesn't do it, guess what? You're the best. You're one of the best players ever. Unanimous or not, he should be. And there he is a no doubt. Like if there's ever been a no doubt Hall of Famer, it's Albert Pools. Absolutely. Speaking of Ken Griffey Jr., uh, he's he's going to be, do you see that? He's going to be the hitting coach for Team USA in the next World Baseball Classic. How cool is that? Very cool. It's very cool. It makes me wonder when was the last time he was really around the game though? When was that? I mean, like there's so, hitting is hitting is so technical has gotten so technical just since he left the game. And it was when he was there, there's a lot of this stuff, but there's so many minuscule, like little things that people are doing differently now that are the reason why people hit the ball so hard and so far now. Uh, Cause they, they all try to swing like he did when he was playing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But his was what you call a little thing called natural ability. You know what I mean? He didn't have to work, man. He worked on it. Don't get me wrong. The man definitely worked at his craft, but it was Ken Griffey Jr. I heard a story about him in high school once they were playing Moeller high school. Yeah. Moeller. I think they're, wow, where did that guy go to school? Was it West high or was it Walnut Hill somewhere? He went, I can't remember where this guy went to school. Um, but he pitched for him. He was a pitcher. And this, and he said, Griffey pulls up to the game about five minutes before the game starts. He's got his uniform on, his belt's unbuckled. He's got his shoes in his hand. He runs up, puts them on. He goes up, he's hitting third and hit a ball like uh, into Frisch's parking lot in Frisch's. right field. Yeah, hit a ball in Frisch's parking lot on the first pitch <laughs> and just winked at the pitcher as he starts going around, you know, like, it's, dude, I got this. Are you kidding me? This is nothing. That old slippery dog. That slippery dog. <laughs> of course, you know, all those stories are always embellished incredibly sure. and the older we get. But, yeah, the guy was like, yeah, I gave up a home run to Ken Griffey Jr. You better yeah. believe I did. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody here that's price old chili. Yeah, <laughs> well, that would be a – that's a bomb bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay a lot we, we just covered a lot of baseball stuff there we didn't yeah. plan on all that that was good uh but i want to switch gears as i always want to switch gears to basketball uh because after the the saga in brooklyn last year where you had underachieving and you had kyrie irving couldn't play most of the year and could play half the time and, uh kevin durant wasn't always happy you had uh, you had the trade in the middle of the year or three quarters of the way through the year for James Harden to get out, Ben Simmons to get in. Ben Simmons ended up not playing the rest of the year for them, was supposed to come back in the playoffs. That day said, sorry, can't do it. Uh, people were down on him. Uh, even some some people around the organization, teammates and stuff, were kind of like, okay, we see what mm-hmm. you're doing here. So, uh, but, and then after the season, a lot of turmoil there, obviously, and Kevin Durant 
and Kyrie Irving both said, we don't love the coaching situation here. We don't love the decision-making here. And we both want to be traded. They both want to be traded. Kyrie can't go anywhere. Nobody's nobody. The, I mean, Kyrie can say he wants to go somewhere, but nobody's. I mean, go ahead. If you want to go to the Kings, we'll take a deal for you for the to the Kings if they can give us what they want. But there's no. I mean, does anybody really want to take on his contract with what comes with Kyrie Irving right now? I think the Lakers are willing to do that if they can figure out a trade. I mean, I think they. But, but, I think can, the but do the Lakers is, have the pieces to get rid of? Well, I think they want to do Russell Westbrook in a package for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Once I think again, that's, do, but that's what they, I that's what I was hearing. So, so, so they, so Brooklyn's going to have to go. Hey, KD, we all know how you are with Russ. Are you okay with this? Because they got to run everything through KD. He ain't going for that. He's not. Although they wouldn't have to if he also gets traded. Uh, so I don't know. You either kind of send all those guys off and start rebuilding again, or or you do what they did uh, the, in the last twenty, the last just over twenty four hours, and sit down. They sat down with KD. They got Sean Marks. They got Steve Nash, and they got the owners uh, in there and sat down with with KD and said, "Hey, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. We're we're it's going to be really tough to trade you. All right." It, it, Nobody wants to give up what it's going to take to get you. And we like we like our coaching staff. We stand behind our coaching staff. We just stand behind our general manager because that was his threat was it's either me, either trade me or get get me get a new GM and a new coach. Yeah, that was his demand. That was KD's demand. My pick, probably. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure if he's if they're going to make a deal like that, I mean, if they're going to get rid of people like that. In order to keep him there and happy, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to listen to what he. If he has somebody in mind that he likes, I'm sure they would. They would listen to that. So, but they all sat down and they all agreed that they're going to move forward with everybody still in place, Kevin Durant included, on this team, and and go on as is next year. The cool part is they came out with a joint statement, right? Like they both, or maybe it wasn't joint statement, but but they both posted or whatever you do these days. At the same time, stating the same things. Yeah. Basically, they told KD, look, we ain't trading you because you're one of the top three players in the game still. Maybe the best be the best scorer still in the game, maybe. Uh, and and so we want you and we believe that you love playing basketball so much that I don't think you'll we don't think you'll sit out. We think we think we're we're gonna put our guns. You wanted Kevin Nash, you wanted Kevin Nash. You wanted Steve Nash. You didn't want the outsiders. You wanted Steven. You wanted Steve Nash. Get the wolf pack out here. You wanted Steve Nash. You got Steve Nash. Don't all of us now, one year later, you're you even said at the end of the year last year, Katie, that was listening to this promo towards the end of the year last year. Katie's like, they're asking about Kevin Nash in a post-game press conference. And he's like, Well, I got did I say it again? <laughs> and you said promo, which is like a wrestling thing. So let's just switch gears to wrestling. Look, the Wolfpack was fun, man. It was part of the NWO, but it was like the good guys NWO. Arriba Rasa! <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Conan. 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 Um, <laughs> anyway, Steve Nash. Go ahead. Talk. But they're asking 
Kevin Durant. I think that's what's got me is the Kevin and the Durant thing Uh, (laughs) about Steve Nash in a post-game press conference. There we go. Not a promo. Um, (laughs) And and he was talking about like, man, you know, I feel bad for him. He's got guys that don't want to play here. He's got guys that are sitting out for no reason. He doesn't have his entire team. Basically saying like he was saying he felt bad for Steve Nash. Mm -hmm. Like it's not his saying he was saying it's not his fault that the the guy talking about James Harden, talking about Kyrie Irving, that that he can't have his whole team here and that people don't want to play. It's not his fault. Yeah. And then he comes out and says, it's him or me. Yeah. That's such a that's such bull crap. And then so so they got in the room, but they, they figured it out, out, figured it out. And then the next morning, Kyrie apparently says, Okay, if KD's back in, then I'm back in. So he's back on board now too. Knowing that, knowing who's going to be the coach, knowing who's going to be the general manager, knowing who's on the team. By the way, Ben Simmons plays a part in this too. I mean, he's supposed to be a star player, star level player. He's an all-star level. When he's on the court, the dude is an all-star level player. I don't think there's any doubt about that, is there? I I don't know anymore. I don't know what to expect from him anymore. Uh, But yes, yes. In the past, he yeah, he, he can do almost everything but shoot. But that was Giannis for his MVP year of a couple of years ago. He could do everything but shoot too. He's gotten better at shooting, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, he, he would shoot the ball though. Ben Simmons won't even attempt shots. Uh, but yes, you're right. Yeah, they are. They were sort of similar in that if way. If you can but get to the basket as easy as Ben Simmons, what do you need to shoot for? He can get to the basket. He can pass the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he'll be and he would be pretty valuable for that team. You know, uh, Kyrie probably wouldn't have to have all of the ball handling responsibilities. Ben Simmons can start the offense and Kyrie can be can focus more on scoring if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, he can get open for for I mean, you'll have a guy who can penetrate and then you'll have a guy like Kyrie who's a good three point shooter, a really good three point shooter and KD's good three point shooter. So they can spread the court for him. And then the opposite can happen as well. You know what I mean? He can, if, if, well, no, they can't really. Yeah, throw him out. But anyway, that's, I mean, potentially they could have a really nice roster and, and be a really good team. They've got to have everybody on board. Now, Kyrie will be eligible to play all the time next year. And if Ben Simmons is healthy physically and mentally, I don't think physically he's even has anything to do with it. If he's healthy mentally. Apparently his back was still going on. Who knows how real that was? Uh, Boy, cried wolf, man. You do it one. It sucks to say that just about somebody, but when you've had the issue multiple times, you're going to get second guessed. When you've been cleared by the doctors, when you were practicing five on five, and you were fine, and then day of the game comes. it's hard and you're known for having these these mental breakdowns right there's nothing wrong with that right it is like if you have that and that's a di- like it's difficult to deal with mm-hmm. i don't want to be the guy that's going to sit here and say and and knock on somebody's mental illness by any state of the, the imagination however like you said if you've been cleared by doctors and everything's fine and you've been practicing full full go and then all of a sudden your back's no good there's a little part of me that's thinking, well, I've seen you sit out for, for other reasons, and I this it just doesn't feel right. It yeah. doesn't feel right. Something I was thinking about here too is 
they sat down, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, they know what those guys said. They know how those guys felt. They Mm -hmm. didn't want them there anymore. Mm -hmm. They got support from the ownership. They're staying on at least for next year or part of next year, depending (laughs) on how it goes, maybe. Um, They're back on board. They sat down with with those guys and said, okay, are you guys in or out? Because we're still here. Yep. And those guys like, okay, we're in. Good for them. But it, it, it's, it really feels like if the role is reversed, the players have so much power in this league, yep. and especially those two guys who have been mm-hmm. so sensitive. And have moved and done these, made these demands multiple times. If the role was reversed and Steve Nash is talking about after games, like we, we just can't, you know, I, I, I'm not sure we can win with uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, or I'm, I'm not, I think we need to I don't even think about that. Could you imagine that? Those guys would definitely not stay on board. They no. would be 100% out. However it needed to happen. I, I, I shouldn't just say that's how it would be. Maybe that's not fair, but it really feels like that it way. definitely feels that way. And you, it, this comes down to the whole, uh, you know, the more money, you know, the, the people that get so upset about the money that athletes make and how much money they make. This doesn't make it any better for you because yeah. now all of a sudden you're demanding things when you're under contract. You are, you are, uh, you know, you, they're, 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 they're being called prima donnas and babies and, and selfish and lots of things. Mm-hmm. Lots of things, and they're earning those things. It's not like people were just saying it because it used to be, oh, well, well, he's got turf toe. Well, he's making a million dollars. Better learn how to play with turf toe. That's different, right? That's totally different. When you start demanding things like this, like you need to get rid of I want to coach. the, The guy I said, this is my guy that needs to be the coach of this team because the ownership's already scared of you, scared of losing you. So they came to you to find out who, who, who are you comfortable with coaching a guy who's never coached a day in his life in the NBA assistant or he was never an assistant, right? I don't think he was. Steve Nash. Yeah. No, I mean, he worked with, uh, with golden state for a year or two, but, but so, so the guy you wanted, they came to you because they're nervous. You're going to leave. And now you're going to make this opposite demand one year later. Yeah, they're obviously – I'm proud. I'm happy for the Nets. I'm so happy they stood up to that. That feels like that's a little small win for – and I'm – look, hey, I'm not sitting here like I'm an ownership kind of guy and I'm all on their side, but there's got to be a happy balance. You can't let, you can't let this stuff get out of hand. And it's it, – you know, with LeBron James, and LeBron James has done it. KD's done it. Uh, Kyrie's done it. James Harden's done it five times. It feels like, um, you know, it's it's the you start letting these super huge and and not even super huge superstars like regular old Joes are doing this. You know what I mean? Talking about they want out and stuff like that. Demand asking for trades and all this other stuff. I just feel like that little bit of win for the ownership kind of evens things out, and it feels like all right. All right, let's let's cut down on some of that and let's have real basketball. You sign a contract with a team for eight years, but you decided to sign it for eight years, bro. That's on you. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, you know, player empowerment is not a bad thing. I, it, there's a lot of good stuff for that. that I mean, that the sure. players association's gotten so much more for the players than they used to have. And that's a great thing, but balance was the key word there. I think that, that was what I was thinking. Like, let's have some, let's not overcorrect 
and make it the players own this league and everything that happens in this league is what the players want it to be. And they're, you know, owning a team, owning a franchise doesn't matter anymore because I don't get to make decisions. My best players do. So, yeah, I, I think I think you're right on that balance. Balance is everything. Um, so anyway, so last thing on that. Brooklyn, Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Does does this does having these two guys recommit to the Brooklyn Nets and a possible healthy Ben Simmons next year? Does that move them ahead of those other three teams? I don't know if it moves them ahead. I mean, those two, I mean, you're talking about two unbelievable basketball players. When KD is healthy, he is, he could be the best basketball player on the court at all times. Like there's not a lot of guys that are, that can do everything like he can do. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving might be one of the best finishers at the basket. He might be one of the best ball ball handlers. He might be one of the best clutch players Mm -hmm. in the game. You're talking about two of the best. The problem is staying healthy, keeping your mind right. It's hard. I would talent wise, hundred percent. Talent wise, talent wise for sure. There's too much that goes into it. You got role players. You got uh, you got how how the locker room situation is. And I don't care if you have a meeting and everybody agrees to be on board. That locker room is going to be awkward mm-hmm. for a while. At this point in time, now KD has to prove to Steve Nash that KD still wants to be there and KD still wants Nash there. Like he's got to prove that to him. And if KD fails now in Brooklyn this year, it's just going to be a bad spot on him, man. It's going to look bad on him. Well, if he fails in Brooklyn this year, first of all, Steve Nash is going to be the guy that takes the blame for it because they're going to get rid of him. But then by the I end disagree. of the year, I disagree. If you go into the, like, if you listen to the media, Dude, it's they've been on Kevin Nash since the whole since the first thing started with this. They're going. I'm sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just let it go by. So Kevin Durant, they've been on. Kev- I don't even know who I'm talking about. I've called them both Kevin Nash. I've called Steve Nash Kevin Nash. I've called Kevin Durant Kevin Nash. Can we just get Kevin Nash on the podcast? <laughs> we we should do that. And this is no longer Whitney week. It's now Kevin Nash week. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Look, that's a, that, that's I a, I know what I was saying now. It, it, you know what? We're going to see what happens. It, it's kind of exciting. I'm glad they're staying. It's I, I want to see a full year of everybody being healthy and of them recommitting and maybe a recommitment is, is kind of a fresh, kind of a fresh start feeling for them. Like, okay, look, we might not be totally crazy about uh, about the people that are here and in charge, but they're going to be here. We want to win, so we're going to have a little bit better opportunity because hopefully Kyrie's going to be able to play all the games instead of half of them or a quarter of them or whatever, and hopefully Ben Simmons will be ready to play. And if, that's, if all that works out, we could have a really good team. We could compete in the East. I want to see that scenario. It's not always easy to root for these guys because of because of all how the- fragile they are all the time and wanting to leave so easily everywhere they are. But it wouldn't be don't fun. Go, it's like a little kid. Well, I'm taking my ball and leave. Well, things aren't going the way I want them to go. Man, it's, dude, there's 32 teams 
Is there 32 in the NBA right 30. now? 30 teams in the NBA. Like, things aren't – you You know how hard it is for a team to win when there's 32 teams? Like, for them to be consistent and be the – I mean, it's, it's not going to go your way all the time. Right. Yeah. I, it's – those guys are probably a little older than the – uh, youth that we that we typically think of when it's like nobody knows how to deal with adversity and that sure. kind of stuff. But I mean, that's that's the truth for them too. Yep. I mean, it really is because they're anytime uh, they don't, don't win a championship, know, they are. They're both. They're all millennials. I mean, technically, I'm a that's millennial, true. and it goes with that. They're younger than I am, and it goes with that generation. They're just the start of it, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, our next thing then is to. Uh, jump into the heart of Whitney week. Yes, we are getting into the heart of Whitney week. This is going to be my favorite part of Whitney week too. And uh, so our Mount Rushmore for this week is the Mount Rushmore of Whitney Houston songs uh, selected by me because Whitney Houston is, uh, you know, right up there with like earth, wind and fire. And, and uh, for my favorite, my favorite music artist of all time. So uh, this was a delight for me. Um, to just have another reason to listen to <laughs> to her greatest hits and uh, pick, try to pick the four songs that I would put as my favorite, which is hard. It, that's it's a hard thing to do. There's no doubt about it. Hard thing to do. Uh, I got to get back to I got to get back to something here. Okay, all right. So Adam, I'm gonna let you go for this. Is your this is like this is like right up your alley. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got a feeling that your four will be in this list that I have here that I can easily click on. Okay. So you got a clickable list, huh? I've got a clickable list. How about you? How about them? Apples. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm just going to throw the first one out that I think yeah. would be on. Do you not want to? I'm sorry. Here I am jumping over you again. No, no. Do you want to name some others while you're at it? Yeah. Let me, let, let me, let me go down a little list of what, the, the, just the list that I wrote down here. Uh, didn't we almost have it all? I'm not asking you. That's the title of the but, song. But didn't we though? We did. And and uh, all the man that I need. That's a beautiful song. Yeah. All the man that I need. Uh, I will always love you. The one. <laughs> gotta be go. careful with this. I can't go along with this. We definitely <laughs> get kicked off. <laughs> Whoever owns her uh, her yeah. music now. Um, I will always love you is probably the one that the most most people know um and, uh, it's referenced in <clears throat> it's referenced in movies and shows i mean it's a maybe her most popular song that's right bodyguard right isn't uh, that from bodyguard yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe so yeah <gasps> that was it uh, <laughs> sorry uh the greatest love of all the greatest love of all. Would so, you, can I say something about the greatest love of all? Please do that. I don't remember this song, and it's at the top of all her lists. Oh, yeah. Oh, big one. All of her lists, it's at the top of. Greatest love of all. I first learned the words to this song when I was a child because it was, it was the song that they used to play over the over Dr. J highlights on the superstars. Uh, that that's, that's it. And it's okay. also a beautiful song. It's about yeah. loving yourself. Sure. About love, about self-love. And, uh, that's it, a, that's a beautiful thing. So, um, 
Where uh, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? All at Once. Oh, sorry. This isn't the song I was thinking of. Everybody knows this song. Yeah. We used to be, I believe, the children of future. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're you're dead on. I mean, your voice sounds exactly like hers. All at once is a, is a beautiful yep, slow song. There. Yeah. Uh, Run to you, great song. I'm gonna I'm gonna go now to uh, to to the four that I starred. Okay. Next to, which wow, is some tough. of those weren't starred. Tough. Yeah. Um, I I would. I mean, they're way up there for me. Okay, hold on. Don't 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 say them yet because I got I want to write my four down. Okay. Because I didn't write them down. So I keep you. talking about something that you love about Whitney. <laughs> Okay. Um, I love that she was, uh, I love that her na- last name is the name of a city. Uh, I love that. She's one of only two of the greatest ever. Uh, Whitney's. Yeah. 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 Um, right. And, and the, you know, Whitney Houston and Eli Whitney, uh, really, if you, if they were a couple, you could just call them Eli Whitney Houston. So, uh, but anyway, all right. So, I'm I I'm I'm gonna say that I have mine right now. You have your four. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, you, <laughs> if you're trying to make that choice now by looking at a lit, oh no, no, boy, I've been looking, hard. dude. I've been I've been listening and looking all day. I just all found right. a website that had uh, the top eight songs that I could just click on and it went straight and played YouTube. So oh, gotcha. that's why I saved that gotcha, that gotcha. one there. Okay. Um, so I have a question for you. Super Bowl, Star Spangled Banner, greatest, greatest ever singing of the national anthem. That's ever the, the greatest rendition of the national anthem ever played. It's top three. I, I, I think it's I think it's the greatest ever. What other ones do you have above that or equal to? I've got Roseanne. <laughs> I've got Carl Lewis. <laughs> Carl Lewis. Um, you ever heard that one? Oh, you got to play that. That's not owned by anybody. I play can't. Car- yeah. Look up the Carl Lewis the YouTube, the Carl Lewis national anthem. It's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Are we ready? It's always good to be back in Jersey. How about the Mets? It's never good to be back in Jersey. First of all, he's lying. No, that's a total lie. All right. Are we all ready? Don't do a monologue before the national anthem. Oh, 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 say, can you see by the dawn's early light? It's really not terrible. So Just wait. We at the twilight. Last leaving, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watch with the gallantly streaming, okay. and the rocket. Oh, oh, baby. Uh oh. Uh oh. He said, uh, uh, 
Fergie one at, at All-Star Weekend a few years ago was another one that was really funny. It was so weird and bad. All the players were laughing. Uh, man, yeah. And Roseanne's was purposely oh, bad. Roseanne did it on purpose. Uh, man, Carl Carl uh, missed a word or two in there, and then he, well, he, he, he said the wrong word. And then the uh-oh, when he when he sounded like me for a second i didn't think his voice was that bad though it so wasn't good he's walking this dude this dude singing the national anthem for those of you obviously that can't see it because it's not on anything uh look it up and watch it <laughs> this is the pacing. only man i've ever seen take the microphone have a monologue beforehand like you said and then i think he walked from end line to end line <laughs> on the court he walked all over that basketball court to sing. Maybe if he would have stood in one spot, he could have got a little br better breathing going on. That's called 94 feet of the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell he wanted to get into that free, too. He wanted to get into the land of the free, but he knew it wasn't going to work after the last one he tried. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, another national uh -oh. anthem. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry. I'll make up for it. Famous last words. Oh. Uh, there was a uh, there was a young lady. One of the coolest moments ever. I'm sure we might have even talked about this. I think it was uh, at a Sixers game when oh, Mo Cheeks so was awesome. The, Mo yeah. Cheeks, she forgot it. Mo Cheeks walked over, put his arm around her, and started singing with her. That was the so coolest cool. thing ever. So so cool. So um, so my question is, does the can I use the national anthem or is that not a Whitney Houston song to play? No, to use on my list. Oh, oh, oh. Um, you know what? I'll Let's, allow it. I'll allow it. I'm taking it off. I'll allow it. Nope, I'm taking it off. I and, got my four. And by the way, yeah, I agree. It's probably, I, you know, I'm sure there have been plenty of good, really, really good national anthems. But but but, but done with, by her at the Super Bowl, like it just does not get any better than that. I think it's I think it's pretty wide. If you looked up a list, several lists of the greatest, it's going to be number one on every one. I would think so. Everyone, yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar is probably number two. That's a big one. That's yep. a really good one. Absolutely. All right. So, um, played it. Did he played it with his teeth? Right? Or was it upside down or behind his back or whatever? I don't know. But you know, he used to wear a, band, a headband all the time. Yeah. You know why he wore that headband? Kept his, kept drugs in it or something. Yeah, he would like put a little cut oh, yeah, in yeah. his head and then stick a tab of acid on there and then put his headband over it to keep the acid there so it would just soak into his bloodstream. Okay, good for you, James. Um, <clears throat> how'd that work out for him? He's still around? No, 
Okay. I mean, Whitney's not either. So Whitney's not either. She got into the old sauce as well. She got. She got into the she got, cocaine. She got into Her the cocaine old, got along. She got into the old snow too. So Bobby Brown. God, <sighs> go ahead. Tell your Bobby Brown. What a dude. You got to listen to the story about him talking about having sex with a ghost. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh my God, you want to laugh <laughs> at somebody? You that holy cow. Oh boy, is got some issues. Speaking of speaking of the uh, old nose candy, yeah, uh, yes. Where you think Whitney got it from? Yeah, no kidding. All right, we got we got to do our our actual Mount Rushmore here. Yep, I'm going with. You know what? I'm going to start with the one that I think is going to be on probably everybody's, and that is I want to dance with somebody. I almost left it off because it's so obvious, but it's you turn but that it's thing that on. Good. It's that good. It's yeah. that good. You know how I am about slow. I'm a slow song over everything. Yeah, I mean. There you go. Oh, my gosh. So good. So got to go with I want to dance with somebody. I'm going to go with, and I'm going to slow it back down, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give good love. Oh, that's a good one. I love that I listen song. to that one. That is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Thought I was coming. No, no. I don't, <laughs> I, it's not on this, but I, I, I listen. I did listen to that today on the way home. Good love to me. Yeah, uh, saving all my love for you. So I'm saving all my love. And then last, I'm, I'm, I'm putting, and certainly yeah. not least, Maybe it's not. I have on. nothing. I have nothing. 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 If I don't, so. You give good love, saving all my love for you. Such a good one. I have nothing, and I want to dance with somebody. Those are my four. I got to find the Whitney Houston nothing because that deserves a play, and it's not on this list. Dude, I'm (laughs) going to tell you list is that? I know. No, this was on that. Oh, maybe this was the one that I was watching earlier. This is not it. This is a commercial for a Honda Pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because that's the car that Whitney drove. I yeah, life. yeah, I think she did too. <clears throat> I think she did too. So I have nothing. Is that your fi- last and final? That is. That's awesome. Oh, we can't play it too long. We're gonna get in trouble. Uh, no. So there you go. That's a great list, man. That's Thank great. You. That's really well done. Thank you. Uh, I was gonna put Star Spangled Banner on mine. I didn't. Um, the, number one, because like you said, when it comes on, there's no stopping anything from happening. It's just automatic. I want to dance with somebody. And mm-hmm. like that is, oh, don't you want to dance? Don't you want to dance? Mm-hmm. I'm usually I'm usually almost anti anything that's played at every single wedding reception. But yep. that one is and I'm a thousand percent for it every time. Absolutely. I'm, I got I Yeah. Uh, and then let's see here. Uh, oh man, didn't we almost have it all? That's such a good one too. Uh, so then I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this one here next. I'll just let's see. Let's see if we can get it. I guess oh, Wrong song. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> That was uh, that's a song called 
Don't we almost have it all? That was it. It was just in the middle of it. Oh. This is all that's all that's old Whitney. Old Whitney. Not that it's the same as didn't we almost have it all? Uh yeah, it's maybe. the same year, 1987. Yeah. Uh a little song called So Emotional. I keep hoping I get it at the chorus. I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. Uh, so I'm Every Woman is Good. I didn't put it. Oh, yeah, I did put I'm Every Woman on here. God darn it. I thought I didn't. Oh, that's when I was going to take off for the Star Spangled Banner. But I'm Every Woman Another great one. is awesome. Anything you want done, baby. That a boy. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. So then last but not least, last but I did not put I Will Always Love You on there because it's not. Um, You've got upbeat songs, man. Yeah, that's who I am. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to find this last one. At, uh, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Well, I know it's on here. Come on. Come on. I know it's on here. Oh, well, how will I know? How will I know? Yeah. How will I know if he really loves me? I don't know with every heartbeat. Great songs. Yep. Great songs. I didn't even write the fast ones down. No, you didn't do any. (laughs) We got one. We we only had one that was the same. I wanted to answer somebody. I would go with uh, the, what is that? Uh, the you give good love. I would go. I would go with that one. That's a that's a class. That was like one of her very first hits ever. Yeah, it was eighty five. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, really good. Really, really good. I'm no good. I'm not. I'm terrible when I'm looking for something on my phone. Talking and looking on my phone. Oh, so am I. I'm such a horrible talker. You see how often I. Do I was that trying ever. to do. I was trying to do that this whole time, and it's trying to do that with Eli so Whitney. Bad. And I said cotton gin, and that was it. <laughs> I apologize. I should have just wrote them down. <laughs> not played any songs and just went with it. Uh, Heart of Whitney week. I apologize if I screwed it up, but we've got one more Whitney to go. And that's Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. She had uh, her new special was called Jokes. It was on Netflix. Uh, just came out, what, two, three weeks ago, something like that. And uh, we, so we this is our second Whitney, at least our second Whitney special that we have watched. Yes. Uh, the last one was with the robot of herself. Yeah, the sex robot that she made a head built of herself. And, and I, I believe that neither one of us were fans of that special. No, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. It 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 was a it, it was one of those ones where it was all about her and where she's at and how great. Like you know how I am about that man. I need when I hear a comedian, I need self deprecation. That's what I need. Or just good, solid jokes. Good, solid jokes. But if you're going to talk about yourself, it needs to be self-deprecating. I don't want to hear, like, when Tiffany Haddish did that last one and we had to listen about how great her life. Like, that's good, man. I love that your life is that great. But she barely told any jokes in it. Nobody can relate to that. Yes, nobody can relate to a million-dollar TV movies and all this other stuff. Yeah, we're going to cheer for you because it's awesome. But we're here for a comedy special, girl. Show us what you do. You know what I mean? I'm here to laugh, not to like uh, be happy for you. Yeah, not I to, mean, not to say that I'm not happy for you, but it's 
sorry. That's I no. once again stepped over time. No, no, that, that I'm I'm with you. I, I yeah, we're we're not here to celebrate you. We're here to listen to you say something funny because that's how you got to where you are. Yes. So let's do that. Anyway, hoping Whitney Cummings got back to that with this special. Um, I went first on the Mount Rushmore. Would you like to go first? Okay. Whitney Cummings? Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the, for, as the last one we listened to. I laughed at the beginning, the beginning of this. I didn't write anything down because I was driving when I listened to it. Uh, I didn't write anything down, but the beginning of the special, I remember being like 10, 15 minutes into it. Like, all right, come on, girl, let's go. Let's get into this thing. Let's start doing it. Now, once she got into the, uh, in my day, kind of like, oh man, when she got into that stuff, I couldn't stop laughing. I thought that was great. Like when, you know, you know, nowadays you got every kid's got to have a phone back in the day. We, you know, whatever. I can't remember exactly how the jokes went, but you got to hope your mom accepts a 1-800 collect call. I was laughing my butt off. That's how I used to tell my mom I was ready to come home from school in high school in freshman and sophomore year. And I couldn't drive and we would have cross country practice afterwards in order for her to know we were done. We get done. I'd come in, go back into school into that little, uh, where the, the, uh, payphone was remember right outside the lunchroom in yep. that Batman looking weird room right there, little little thing right there. I just hit one eight hundred collect, dial the number, mom would answer, and I go, "Hey mom, I'm ready to get." They'd say, "They'd say, uh, please state your name," and I go, "Hey mom, I'm ready to get picked up," and then they would say, "Is ready or uh, will you accept the call? The the whatever, will you accept this call?" And my mom would just go nope. click. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cheat the system. <laughs> I always did that because I never had a quarter. Never sure. had a quarter to put in that thing. So yeah. I just use 1-800-COLLECT. Used to do it all the time. But then she talked about the streetlights coming on. Be home when the streetlights come on. Man, I don't know when the streetlights come on. She talked about the dangerous things we had, like on a seesaw. And you know the, And then she started talking about that daggone the slide that you have. There she was like, you know that, that playgrounds now are shaded? We had slides made of sheet metal that baked in the sun all day. And when you went down, you just totally fried your whole backside. Anyway, that stuff I liked. I was having fun with that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but the the and the popping and the cracking of the knees, talking about how she's, you know, I'm 39 years old. I can't, I had to retire some positions, you know what I mean? Because you know, there's some things that are that are a little embarrassing. Pop, pop, crack, crack. Anyway, that was good. I thought it was I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I was looking in between like a three five to a three eight. And I'm gonna go probably three six. Three six. Yeah. Three six. For old Whitney. Which is good. Good. Cause I think three is Not my bad. middle, right? Like no, yeah. I do I go from zero you go one to five, or do I go one to five? five? I don't even know what I do anymore. You go, I made you a big did. deal about it three, five, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we first started doing this, you do whatever you want. But originally, yes, you were one. So, so then three was in the middle for me. Right. right. So she's better than average. It was better than average. She did a good job. Once again, the whole part of it, like what she does when she's doing it, she's good at, right? She's good at timing. She's got great timing. She delivers the jokes great every time. She was like, did you see afterwards where she ripped her pants in one? Did you watch any of the stuff afterwards? During the credits when they were playing a bunch of videos. Uh, the first couple of things, but that was not it. surprising. She ripped her pants at a show. 
because she was moving and flying and she had I like i don't know when you i couldn't uh, yeah yeah not surprising yeah no not at all uh yeah i i agree with uh a lot of what you said it, um the first part of it was just all about her you know bedroom experiences and that <laughs> like it hasn't been for a long time it it was not funny yeah. it just wasn't funny you can be funny with you that hear, subject uh, material but she just wasn't you could hear it in the crowd too they were not like there wasn't a ton the entire the entire time i thought there's way more applause than laughter it was like yeah the audience was substituting applause for laughter right more for the things she was doing on stage by bouncing up and down and flying her legs all over the place that's another thing like a lot of the time she is a big act out comic she i mean she big movements the whole time In places she doesn't have to, and it's almost a little bit distracting, or it's almost like she's doing that because to make up for what the material isn't. That's the way it kind of comes across wow. sometimes to me. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just who she is and who she's always been, and that's just the way that's just her style. But to me, that it feels a little bit that way. Um, like she thinks she has to do that to make it funnier. It doesn't uh, for me, but. Um, so that part was not very good, but she went, that was the same for me when she got into the, I'm so old stuff, you know, back in my day, we did this. And yeah. Um, however, some of that was decent. The, the whole thing about younger people now being so worried about not, not letting their data get out there. And she talked about, that was hilarious. they, they, they sent a book of every single person's phone number and address <laughs> and threw good. it at your house <laughs> the fax machine we used yeah. to do it we used to fax it to kinkos <laughs> the only thing the only thing covering I, our identity was a cover sheet Better hope the ceiling fan's not on <laughs> yeah, yeah i thought that was good that, that's that's the stuff that i like some of that was okay uh also a lot of it was material that has been done a million times by a million people and it wasn't a her she didn't do a lot of left turns she didn't do a lot of surprising no there wasn't a lot of surprising jokes she knew it was coming but because of that i was like i feel like i feel like almost i mean it's it's hard to get in to tell a new joke unless you're telling a personal story in a way like like what kyle canane did for a lot of what he did in that last special we did last week uh, because most topics have been talked about. It's just, what's your spin on it, right? How's your spin go? And, and that would have been great. A lot of people can, a lot of comics can do that. I didn't feel like she did enough of that. Uh, there were all the, all the, my, in my time compared to now stuff, some of it was okay. Like, like we talked about the phone books and stuff, but a lot of it was just like, man, we played on playgrounds where slides were hot. That's the way it came across to me. I'm like, yeah. I've heard this a thousand times. Yeah. You didn't say anything that made that different in some way or funnier in some way. So anyway, um, I'm sorry. It was better than the last one. Yeah. I, I gave it a, as generous as I could be, 2.8. Wow, that's a better than half for you, though. Two and a half is your center, so... Wow, two point eight. Wow, that's a that's slower than I thought. Man, I just I just didn't. I I wanted it to, to be a lot funnier than the last one. Yeah. It wasn't a lot funnier. I feel like you're not a big Whitney Cummings, Nikki Glaser. 
uh amy schumer i feel like you're not a big that kind of comic fan. not not really i think i think nikki's funnier for sure i hate to i shouldn't compare really but why not i mean nikki and amy schumer almost tell the exact same type of jokes their cadence <laughs> is the same and yeah stuff like that so it's okay to compare there's and you know another thing i was comparing i was thinking about a comparison while i was watching whitney is i feel like i see a lot of Whitney and Taylor Tomlinson, but I think Taylor Tomlinson's a lot funnier. Than yeah, me. sure. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, I so, think it was just the tight jeans. <laughs> it might be the tight jeans. Look, they both <laughs> look fantastic, but, uh, but, but it's a, it's about being funny here. And, and, yeah. I, you know, I started that, thinking like, remember, um, Liza, uh, what's her name? Eliza Schlesinger, Schlesinger, whatever her name is. Uh, elder elder millennial that we listened to i thought that was hilarious and that's a lot of that type of joke type of thing where yeah. you know best of both worlds kind of joke and that's what she did a lot of that kind of stuff so yeah yeah all right so that wow. was that was rough i'm, I'm sorry man it's okay I, you know that's as far apart as we've been in a long time yeah we've been we've been right on pace with each other that, right time. okay i see 2.8 3.6 man as far as we've been apart in a long time yeah all right well so that brings us to next week's podcast that's right adam uh i believe that gives me the mount rushmore and it gives you the comedy special that's correct i'll go ahead and start i've got a mount rushmore for next week we talked about it last week i'm gonna stick with this with this music thing it seems to be a pretty good way to go right it's fun fun. so far we it's not something we can do forever right Right. i mean it's, it's just not because eventually it's going to be like, okay, well, his top four songs are their top four songs. Like we all, we're going to have the same four, but you're talking about, you know, the greatest diva of all time. You're talking about the greatest pop artist of all time, the greatest, uh, uh, you know, whatever Elvis, the King of whatever he, he can't call it rock and roll, I guess. Technically it was rock and roll back in the day, but (laughs) wouldn't exactly call it rock and roll now, but anyway, I'm going to go something that's not, I'm going to say he's the greatest feature of all time. Mm. I'm going to go with, so uh, rest in peace, Nate dog. I'm going to go, not just features. You can use one of his songs if you want, but the, but he is in so many of the greatest hip hop songs from the nineties and two thousands that you, that, that are out there. He is, he does so many hooks. He does so many. He's got, he, he's just amazing. The guy's in so much from that time frame. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, I could probably name 20 songs off on it that I, that 20 of them that I just absolutely love. The cool thing about this is th- this is going to be a lot of hip hop and different rappers involved. Mm-hmm. And then Nate Dogg is a feature on much more than it is him being but it's going to be my i'm going to base it off his part of the song that's how i'm going to base it off of any song that it, he's been in that nate dog's been in is eligible any song any song <clears throat> i mean there's i mean there's one that's an automatic if, anyway oh without a doubt it's your favorite <laughs> probably your favorite song of all time right well maybe not but uh, uh, from the chronic right that it, chronic album was oh, one of your favorites that's not even the one i was thinking of oh okay never uh, mind Anyway, I wonder what the it one, is. The one he did with Warren G. Oh, oh, well, yeah. So, so I love Ice Ice Baby. I don't love Ice Ice Baby, but that's the song that I always end up doing at every karaoke. 
I have been pushing and pushing and pushing to get to make that my new thing. So whenever we go somewhere and people are like, oh, it's karaoke, Chris Hall, I put your name in for you. I already did it for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's happened multiple times, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. So what I do now, I mean, it doesn't bother me, whatever. I'll go up and I'll do it. So what I do now is immediately after I'm done, I turn around and go, hey, man, you got regulators on there? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. Put me down for it. I'll find somebody to do one of the parts or, or I'll do the whatever. Because it's hard to do the whole thing because – who you got to get your breathing right. And they jump in right after each other. It ain't easy, but I love finding somebody to do it with. We were in ocean city and, uh, uh, did that. And, and, and this guy did, uh, he did, uh, changes by Tupac and he totally showed me up. Uh, he, well, he showed up my ice ice baby. It was pretty good. So we got together and I was like, dude, we need to do regulators. And he was like, I'm in, let's do it. He goes, I said, which part you want to do? He goes, I ain't singing. <laughs> I said, all right, you got Warren G. I got Nate Dunn. And, uh, but that was fun. It's like, I want that to be my thing. But for that to be your thing, you got to have that other guy. Mm-hmm. I would love for regulators to be the song that everybody's like, yo, dude, you go, go do regulators. Yo, go do regulators. You just got to have somebody. I would ask you, but there's no way you would ever go to a karaoke bar, number one or number two, if you were at a karaoke bar by accident, that you would go up and do that with me. Correct. I know. Sorry. I'm just going to let you know, did I, did I tell the story about that when we were out of town? And we, we tore the club down on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I don't think you told me. They had Wednesday night karaoke, I bet. And so, and it's a country bar. And they had some really good little country girls singing, and they got up there and did their real singing and really good voices and all that and then we went up there we did we did changes by tupac we did uh thong song that was that was not that was a that was something that happened that wasn't supposed to but by the time we did that towards the end of the night the place was loving us but anyway before that we did uh we did uh biggie um uh what is it uh if you got a gun up your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Why? Because I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby, baby, whatever one that is, notorious or whatever. What's it called? I can't remember what the name of that song is now. Anyway, we did uh, that. I love when you call me Big Papa. Uh, it is, is that, just that's it's just called Big Papa. Is that You're right. Big Papa. Yeah. Um, and then we did, uh, and then we did uh, Regulators, and then we did some other, some other song. I can't. Uh, Baby got back. I mean, baby got back. Oh. We did all these like hip. We totally brought it into hip hop, right? So there's this dude who's a bouncer at the front, and it's all country. You know, big white dudes are the bouncers, and then there's this one old hat black dude, right? This old school black dude. He's probably mid forties, so he's not too much older than us. So all of a sudden, when Tupac, when my dude did Tupac after I did. After I did Vanilla Ice, my buddy did Tupac. All of a sudden, this dude creeps in and snatches the microphone, snatches the second microphone from the DJ and jumps in with him. I say that's why he got a bigger, bigger ovation because that dude was there. <laughs> so then every time we started going out, we would do a hip hop. Then he started telling us, hey, let's go do this. Hey, let's go do it. Like, ain't you working, man? Ain't you working? <laughs> he, you made that guy's night. We made At the end of the night, he comes out and he's like, we're all leaving. And he's like, I just want to thank you guys so much. Wednesday suck in this place, dude. You guys just made this so great. Thank you so much. 
And then he had some little dude that was, he's like, I'm teaching this dude everything he needs to know. He just had a baby, blah, blah, blah. And I looked down, it was the dude trying to, he wanted to see, he wanted to jump in with us too. He came over, tried to get a microphone and he grabbed it from me and they didn't know the daggone words. Just, give me that phone back. Say, hey, give me that thing. If you don't know, if you don't know the words, get off here. Now. This isn't for fun. This no, is for no, you know, what we're doing here, bro. You know, what we're doing here. Come on. Come on, man. People, people came here to see us. That's right. <laughs> they paid good money to see us. Oh, that's a good story. Anyway. Oh, sorry. So okay. Regulators uh, will probably be on both of ours for sure. Of course. All right. So Mount Rushmore of songs featuring Nate Dogg. Uh, and then for the comedy, we're going to go. Uh, another new one on Netflix is Tim Dillon. A Ooh. real hero is what it's called. Yeah, I like I like that. Uh, Tim Dillon is a, he's a really popular now. He's got one of the most popular podcasts. How many world. podcasts do you listen to? How many comedy podcasts do you him. listen to? Okay. I mean, I listened to like 15, but that's insane. I, you missed all oh, this week, dude. You missed uh, Bobby Lee was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Amazing. So Bobby funny. Lee, Bobby Lee is the craziest human being in the world. He is. And, and, and how did he not get on jackets? How was he not on jackets? <laughs> Uh, he probably doesn't want to get hurt. I don't know. No, you're probably right. Um, if it had to do with, I guess I should just say being naked. But when he was on, when he was on the, uh, the cabin, the cabin, was so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I think um, he was really getting on uh, Darnell, whatever that guy's name is. I think he was getting on his nerve for real. <laughs> Donnell Rollins. Donnell Rollins. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, that was this week. And uh, Chris D'Elia was on Take Your Shoes Off with Rick Glassman. Oh, man, that was so good. Anyway, is Chris D'Elia no longer canceled? Did they? I think did he's they back. reenact him. He, he's he's touring. His he has two podcasts now. Okay, congratulations and Lifeline with his brother. What about Louis C.K.? Is he he's, Louis Louis touring. He he just he just made I a remember. movie. Oh, he made a movie. It's called The Fourth of July with Joe wow. Joe List was the uh, was the star of the movie and wow. Louis was his uh, therapist mm. in the movie uh, and they made it together, wrote it together. Wow. I didn't think Louie was ever going to get back in. I think he's, ba- I mean, I think he's back. People are. Yeah, but Netflix and like the, the people aren't. The big, yeah, the, the big not, ones aren't going to stay away from. Him. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But you true. think people do want to see Louis CK. Back. But he, he put another special out. It's all, it's just on his, you yeah. have to pay five bucks on his website. Yeah. For because it. nobody else is going to pay him millions of dollars to put it on their sure. streaming site. The people that really love Louis CK's comedy are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm eventually going to do that too. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, you might as well just download a bunch of R. Kelly songs. You're yeah. so terrible. I know. Is it okay to say from Neverland Ranch? Why can't uh, yeah? Why can't I? I feel like I, no. I don't <laughs> Go ahead. Care. I, don't Go care. Ahead. I feel like we all know that some of the best geniuses at what they do, right? Whether it's musical genius or acting genius or or comedic genius, like some of the greatest people in the world with that. They got a little screw loose and they're a little different, right? Because they've got that super ultra focused thing and it takes away from other parts of your brain, right? Like, like, like Tom Cruise, there's that dude's got a screw loose, right? He's got a little screw loose. Michael Jackson got a little screw loose, but Tom Cruise, like the mission impossibles are the greatest selling, uh, whatever things of all time. Michael Jackson, R Kelly, like you can't like she, all she said that in her, in, in Whitney Houston's comedy special, was was talking about uh, dating an old man is the only way she gets to listen to R. Kelly's remix to Ignition anymore because they don't know that he's canceled. I mean, she's like, you know that if remix to Ignition comes on, 
you are loving every bit of it. And then she said, you can try to explain it to him why you're, you got to turn this off. And she's doing like a pole dance or whatever. While she's, but that's the truth. Like you hear that still remix to ignition, hopping fresh out the kitchen, mama rolling that by, but it's, why is it not okay for me to still like that music that I liked? I feel like I could still like the music. I'm not paying for it. I'm not giving him money or anything, but I can still love that music. You can. I can get on YouTube and still love listening to Michael Jackson. Yeah. I can still like. I feel like that shouldn't just because I like the music that was made, doesn't mean that I think what he did was okay, mm-hmm. right? Why can't I be like that? You can. Why are we not allowed to do that? I mean, or else we're looked at as bad people. I mean, I you know, it just depends on who. You're like radio stations around. take all the music off the radio all this stuff they, they that, have that makes make sense money. because they're trying to make money i get that but like if you say that you're listening to our killer like i mean if i believe i can fly comes on i'm i hate to tell you this but that is a a song for a generation mm-hmm. right like you're putting your tune squad jersey on and, exactly yeah exactly yeah um i don't know where that came from but yeah that's just how i feel look i i as a matter of fact Speaking of you that, you just said you're gonna buy the Louis C.K. I'm sorry, I'm gonna buy the, to I'm gonna buy the, no, I'm gonna buy the Louis C.K. thing, and also just released on only on his website, and you have to pay for those too. Are all of the old episodes of his show Louis that was on FX that I loved? <laughs> that was I'm probably. Did you ever see when it was so that he that I want to say before it came on FX, I want to say it was on HBO or something like that, or he had a pilot or there something. Was another- like that. Yeah, yeah. Life of Louis. Maybe? I think it was something like that. Yeah. And uh, and it was on HBO or one of those and it came on night. And like in the very first episode, he is stark naked. Yeah. Member hanging out and all. Like I was like, whew. All right, bud. He's, you know, fuck. Tweety Bird was hanging out in the nest. I never I never saw those episodes because I never had whatever it wasn't on. Was I mean on. it was only like four episodes that, that yeah. were ever on. I just remember I yeah, I remember loving Louis CK's comedy and watching that when it when I first heard there was a pilot coming on. That was dude, that's like 20 years ago yeah. when that came out. Well, he's been doing, especially since the their movie came out, he's been doing with Joe. They together have been doing a lot of those comedy podcast oh yeah so he's been on some podcasts lately he did a special not too long ago and just released it on his website so he's he's back and he's doing he's touring too he's doing some some dates and stuff so um yeah i mean he uh, kind of quietly I, he's yeah. not probably probably not promoting as much sure but yeah well you know I people mean, are people who want to see it. i just interrupted you no i had nothing to say people you start to say so yeah people but if, who I'm, talk, want, if people, I'm talking soft like this you, you probably i probably don't have much to say people who want to see him are going to find a way to see him yeah i agree what's the dude's name uh wine Weinberger, uh henry wine henry henry Ro- not henry rolling gardner uh harvey uh harvey harvey weinstein weinstein, weinstein. didn't he what was he a director or producer something yeah I mean, I couldn't even tell you what movies he made, but if I mean the dude was a terrible, horrible human being, and but at the same time, I mean, if, if I'm watching one of his movies and it was a really good movie, why can't it be a really good movie still? Just because he did it, we can't we can't watch it anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that uh, Chris Farley did something heinous, I mean, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, SNL, I you know, 
that's not going to go away. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't affect the greatness of what they were at what they did. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're just because they're terrible people. Like they can still be terrible people, and I can still not like the person that he is. It, yeah. And here's the thing: if you are a person that thinks that you shouldn't watch, like you're not going to watch that stuff anymore, you're not going to. That's that just shows support, and you can't do that for somebody like that. Totally understandable. Oh no, I, I totally. Get, I, I I I get why people want to do it, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like a pressure thing for like hold on a second man i like i might want to i might want to youtube r kelly's remix to ignition you know what i mean i just might want to do that yeah uh might be in the house wanting a little jamming you know what i mean sure sure for some reason the r kelly one feels different to me it's uh, maybe because kids were involved or something yeah but that's that's what i'm saying see like that feels different but you can't tell me that in the time when that music came out you didn't love every bit of that music yeah i was never like a super big r kelly guy but no but he's got a couple songs that were like like the the, uh, i believe i can fly i mean like so i mean come on i believe i can fly comes on the guy had a the guy had a great voice it was a great song i'm not saying like what he did that was messed up Mm. super messed. Aaliyah was what 15 or something 14. like that 14 yeah. that's crazy yeah crazy terrible yeah but i guess it is i mean that that's supporting him by listening to his music i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna need to get a list of harvey weinstein movies and make sure i don't watch them <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i'm with you i have no idea what movies he made or exactly what his title was i don't i don't, I don't go I don't for know. it pull it either. up yeah i mean harvey weinstein movies I don't even know how to how to even. Uh, if we had a producer like Jamie on Joe Rogan's podcast, he'd be like, "Jamie, he, pull up." Uh, he already have it out. He already, he'd already have it up. So, just to give you an idea, Untouchable. Uh, that was a big movie. I know it was a big movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't do. I, mean, I don't know movies anyway. But I know me neither. Uh, Reckoning. That's something I've heard of. I mean, I don't know. It says Scary Movie 4. There's oh, no way he did Scary Movie. He did Scary movie. movie 4? Wow. No chance. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't, I don't know how to even imagine how to figure this out. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He produced several successful independent films. Mm. The Crying Game. Pulp Fiction. He produced Pulp Fiction. Are oh. you kidding me? Okay. He produced Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is awesome. But that was Tarantino, or did he? He direct? was the director and yeah. the writer of it. Okay. Which I don't understand why there's so many people that do these things. I don't know any of these other. I don't know any of these other movies. That's the only movie that that I heard of. So was Weinstein the guy with the island that had that took the kids there and stuff? No, or was that uh, no, that was uh, that was a dude that was also messed up. Like he got this. That dude got in trouble for it and then got out of trouble for it. Was that a politician or something? No, I mean, he was just a powerful guy. It wasn't a politician. What was his name? Uh, God, they were just talking about Epstein. That was Theo. Not Theo Epstein. That <laughs> was definitely not Theo Epstein. <laughs> but yeah, Epstein. Yeah, that was the last name of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Epstein. Must be, a, must be a Jewish thing. Whitney Epstein. Whitney Epstein. <laughs> it's the Whitney show. <laughs> is it a Jewish thing? I mean, those guys are both Jewish, right? Isn't the Steens? Isn't that a Jewish thing? I, I would assume. Weinstein, Epstein. I would ignorantly assume that. Yes, that is terrible. <laughs> that. I guess I just totally lost everything. <laughs> no, I'm saying I am. I'm doing that. 
Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of being canceled. <laughs> we got to cancel the... And we got to end this podcast. Yes. I had nothing. Mount, canceled, Mount Rushmore and eight dog songs uh, or features. Comedy is Tim Duncan. What's it called? Tim Dillon. Uh, a real hero. <laughs> My Tim Duncan. Can we call this Chris Can't Talk? <laughs> Can Kevin, we just call that today? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash for Kevin Durant and Kevin Nash for Steve Nash. By the time I was done talking about the Brooklyn Nets, Adam had no idea who I was talking about. And Kevin and Kevin Nash was like, yo, Kevin Nash is the coach I want. And then all of a sudden, Nash is like, <laughs> Kevin Nash is like, well, I ain't playing for Kevin Nash anymore. Uh, that's so funny. You know one that you didn't catch? <laughs> you said you said sorry i shouldn't i love i want to know because i do said, it i do it in my everyday life all the time it's constant constant we're talking about whitney cummings and you said whitney houston's comedy special <laughs> i have no idea if whitney houston was funny at all i don't get the feeling she was but oh <laughs> I don't know if to ask Bobby Brown. Dude, I do that constantly. Like, I <laughs> literally will look at my kids and I'll be like, whether I'm yelling or just asking or whatever, I'll just be like, listen, hey, did you put the teddy bear in the microwave? And they'll just look at me and I'm like, well, did you put the spaghetti in the microwave or not? <laughs> and they'll be like, you said teddy bear. What? <laughs> oh, I really did do that. I do that kind of stuff. Teddy and spaghetti are close. I got to give you that. I do it constantly. It's I, I bet it's five times a day. There's got to be minimum. A, there's got to be a song where one line ends with Teddy and one line and the next line ends it's with spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, I guarantee it. Eminem's probably got one for sure. He yeah. he he has those those two words like consecutively in the same line. Actually. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You ever look at some of the words? Oh, I don't want, We don't need to get into that. It's an hour and a half. We're doing pretty good on this podcast, actually. Uh, Seriously though, I do it all the time. I can't. I I don't know how to help it. Like I say things, and the kids and my wife will be like, "Ah, ha ha, funny." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." I, and I I stop and I take a deep breath and I have to think about the real word that I meant to say, and then I can say it. Is that the ginkgo biloba helps that? What helps that? Hmm. Could be ginkgo. What helps getting See, the right word? Yeah, the right word to your mouth. I mean, I don't know for sure what vitamin does, but like, like, uh, like, hey, did you did you put the milk back in the microwave? What? What? Oh, I didn't mean microwave. And I'll just sit there and I and I hold my fist together. and I'm like, what was the word? Oh, no. Refrigerator. You knew what I meant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. And that, that's the other. Then I get mad because they're like, what are you talking about? Quit. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm obviously don't want you to put it in the microwave. Dude, I thought you might want me to make yogurt. I don't know. <laughs> I hate that. That's the, other, that's the other thing that gets on my nerves is when I'm like, hey, you know what I mean. Like, I know the wrong word came out, but there's only one word that actually made sense, and that's what I meant. All right? I don't know. I pictured, I pictured Kevin Nash in a suit sitting on the end <laughs> of the Brooklyn Nets bench. <laughs> telling Kevin Nash to go in the game. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets up and rips off his warm up and he's got the he's got the uh Una, the uh what do you call it? The NWO thing and he checks into the game. NWO he's got the NWO overalls. <laughs> they yeah. always wore overalls. Same they weren't way. they weren't overalls. Yeah, but they always went into pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they were pants that went into it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good old Kevin. It's it's Whitney Kevin Nash. <laughs> 
it's name week. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Do you remember when you said butt juice earlier? Yeah. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm editing that out before <laughs> I release this. <laughs> the first edit I've ever done. <laughs> podcast is gonna be that <laughs> yep it sure is all right so with that being said that's i'm done <laughs> don't forget to turn your headlights on